It's unt- it's probably going to be called the original doll. So. Hey, it's Lipe, aka Lipe Servat. Hi, my name is Claire, aka If You Seek CK, and, and this, this is, is the original, original doll, doll, the, the podcast. podcast. Cordy. Hello, 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 everybody. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> hey guys, how's it going? Hello, world. <laughs> God, this is our third attempt to record this episode with our special guest, and I can't believe it. It's actually happening. <laughs> whoop, whoop. I know. I'm so excited to be here finally. <laughs> Yay. How's it going? How have you guys been? Like, good. Pretty good. Just busy. Working. Nonstop yes. busy. Nonstop busy. How about you, Claire? How was your neck? Um, It's terrible. Um, I went to um a concert last night. I, like, slept all weekend so I could go see Joy Wave. Which Felipe just informed me he didn't know who Joy Wave was. He didn't know the genre. I didn't know anything. Um, it was the best like hour and a half I've had in like a couple weeks, except for of course recording this and you know talking to my people. Um, but the show was amazing. I stalked the band afterwards, as one does when you can do that. And I got to meet everybody and get pictures and autographs or whatever. So that was bomb. I was gonna say, did you pay for meeting greet like we used to with uh, Brittany? <laughs> like, and I seriously thought about it. I was like, you know how much we used to pay for doing things like this? But no, they were like super cool and they just came out and chatted with everyone. And I love, I love that like low key, um, situation that you kind of be in with like bands like that. But then, you know, they're. You'll never have to describe to someone who Britney Spears is, whereas I just had to describe who Joy Wave exactly. was. <laughs> even, even, even Claire describing me who this guy was, I have no idea who he was. It's still, so. it's a them. <laughs> oh, it's them. <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, I had a crazy week with Alex here. Oh my god, like I love her to death. But we had so much fun. It was her birthday and. You know, I gave her like a very nice birthday a gift and a cake. She dressed up as a Barbie. For some people, I don't know, she has like a, a fake account. But anyways, um, I had a very, very busy week with her. And now yeah, I'm actually... it looked like a lot of fun. Yeah, yeah. And some people thought like she was leaving here, but no, she's not yet. Yet. But, you know, who knows? But anyways, with this episode, we have a lot to cover. So I want to just introduce our special guest today. Um, I can call her a friend now because we finally met. We yes. got drunk together. Yes. And we tried Britney together. So I think that's a good thing to be friends with, right? Amen. Amen. <laughs> um, she's also part of the Free Britney LA. She is the a girl from Oklahoma. <laughs> yeah, the young mom from Oklahoma. Megan Radford for you guys. Woo, woo, Megan! The biggest security threat out of all of Britney Spears is, you know, recon. You know, she's knowledgeable and a mother. How dare she share the word of what's going on in the free Britney world. Yeah, yeah. How have you been? I've been good. I've been good. I've um, just been working a lot, unfortunately, and trying to keep up with what's going on with Britney and... (laughs) <laughs> talk about it but before we jump right in i just want to say thank you for everyone listening to the podcast to this special episode we i'm so thrilled to have megan in our episode today because it's also about a special um single it's about give me more and we have a lot to cover what happened that year and i couldn't be happier so before we we start talking i just want to thank you again and follow us on on Instagram, it's original doll the podcast. My personal one is Lipe Servat, L I P E S E R V A T. 
And I'm if you seek C K I F U S E E K. I'm Claire. It's Meg underscore Rad, or um, I'm part of the group that manages Free Britney LA. Courtney, Megan, how have you been? Like, what's what's happened in your life since we freed Britney? As I said earlier, before you were part of the Free Britney LA, how's your life? How did you become Britney Spears fan? I want to know that. I fell in love with Britney Spears the second that I heard "Baby One More Time" on the radio in October 1998. So, um, okay. the OG. That, yeah, that was like a, I don't know. I I think it was interesting because at the time, like everyone loved Britney, and mm-hmm. then it took me a while to realize that like other people stopped loving her in a few years, and then like I didn't understand because I just loved her even more every new song she put out. So, uh, yeah, I'm definitely an OG fan. Courtney! And I was going to ask, well, since you're, you're you know part of the Free Britney LA, were you there at the first rally? I was not at the first rally, partially because I live in Oklahoma City. Um, mm-hmm. I did watch the news coverage, though. And then um, I think my first rally was the fourth rally. Okay. And I was just kind of... I've been advocating online and like screaming at the top of my lungs, all my friends and family, and like no one really gave a shit and it was really frustrating. And so I was like, I think I just need to go to LA. So, and then I didn't make it to every single one after that Mm because I do have a very demanding career and a kid. But um, most of them. Remember, she's a mother from Oklahoma. Yes. No, you have to get it right. It was young mother from Oklahoma. And I am very grateful to be called young because that doesn't happen much anymore. Oh, my God. Stop it. (laughs) On top top of that super fun fact and that, you know, there's an entire dossier that was prepared because you're such a threat, my God, um, was that you wore a free Britney T-shirt that you made to the circus tour. Mm-hmm. So yeah. like that yeah. is like, I think is like one of the most amazing factoids for, you know, something that starts the grass, grassroots movement, mm-hmm. you know, of something that this has been a long standing argument. And this has yeah. been something that has really needed to be addressed for a really long time. And it's such a shame that it yeah. took so long for it to happen. So thank you for yeah. going with your gut on that. Yeah. Yeah, it was crazy. When I look back, I'm like, I wonder why I chose pink. And then it was funny that that ended up like being the color of the movement because those things weren't like coordinated. So yeah, funny. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's amazing. Courtney, my first rally, I didn't know a soul. I hadn't talked to anyone online really. I think mm-hmm. um, I didn't know that. I think I'm just a little bit too old. Like I was never like a Twitter stan or anything like that. Mm-hmm. So. Um, I just showed up and I had a sign and my t- I made I remade my original t-shirt um, <laughs> so cute. and uh, yeah I just it was like one of the best days of my life because for the first time ever not only did I not have to explain my love for Britney Spears but then I also didn't have to explain why free Britney was a real issue that was really important and mm-hmm. it was truly a life-changing moment for me there were only uh, I don't know, 15 people there. And then you fast forward to the last rally when there were, oh my God. I think, a, a thousand probably. So it was a really big um, juxtaposition like from beginning to end. And uh, I, yeah, I just, I, I do marketing for a living and I think, uh, and event planning. And so I just think I happen to have a lot of skills that were useful um, mm-hmm. and because of the pandemic especially it didn't really matter if I was in LA or not um Mm -hmm. so I just 
started working my little butt off and then, you know, free Britney LA, I used to just partner with Kevin and, um, eventually it got way too big for one person to manage. So he asked mm -hmm. for help. So was Kevin the first person that you meet from the Free Britney LA back the, back in the days? Yes, Kevin and Junior I met at mm -hmm. my first rally and a few other people. Um, and then uh, Leanne I met, and obviously I've met tons of amazing people, but yeah. I was just talking about Free Britney LA. Leanne I met in July of mm -hmm. 2020 at her first and rally. It's funny because when I um, when I first met you in person, obviously, you know, you guys grew so much into the following, putting this, you know, um, grassroots events out there, right, to the world. And to me, like, it felt like you and Leanne were best friends, like, forever. I thought you and Leanne, you guys knew each other for such a long time. Yeah. And shout out to Leanne if you're listening. So, <laughs> love you. She, she better. I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, Leanne was, like, a long-lost kindred spirit it felt like we connected pretty instantly drunk at a bar after the rally i really didn't meet her at the mm -hmm. rally um this was in august of 2020 i guess and um but afterward we were wasted and just <laughs> as i like to say fell in love <laughs> yeah oh, that's so sweet <laughs> Courtney. so why would you why would you say that the pros and the cons of being, you know, one of the faces of the Free Britney LA or putting yourself out there more than a lot of people in the beginning. Like, how, how would you say about that? Um, sometimes, well, nine times out of ten, I say if I had to do it again, I would have created an anonymous account mm -hmm. uh, because of all the bullying and harassment and um, infiltration and just people being really awful. Um, but I also think that if everyone had just created an anonymous account, that we would not be where we are today. Mm -hmm. So I think the media, did they always get it right? No, but the keeping the pressure on the media to tell this story, uh, was an important part. I think, mm -hmm. especially when it comes to like Sam Stark and Liz Day from the New York times discovering us and getting involved. Mm -hmm. That wouldn't have happened without earlier media. So at the end of the day, I do think that we had to have people who were willing to put their names and faces out there. And um, even though it's been really awful, mm -hmm. um, I guess I am glad I did it because I do think that it helped. Yeah, I mean, that's that's uh, that's what I think one of the first things most of us was scared in the beginning was just literally to put ourselves out there. I mean, me included. And, you know, back when I used to record the podcast with Timo, Timo used to be the one like, you should be part of it. You should be like, should not be streaming. You should not be listening to vinyl yeah. or buying vinyls or whatever. But it, it when it, when that moment comes and then you feel comfortable, and especially for me, like coming from, a, you know, Brazil and trying to understand all the laws and the legalities, legalities of it all, it took me a little time, but then once you put yourself up there, you know, you feel great because you're literally helping not just your idol, but someone that was really in a, such an abuse, uh, you know, conservatorship, yeah. right? Yeah, so, and just, you know, so many other people who are also trapped in this same abusive mm -hmm. system. I really do believe that we have made an impact and will continue to make an impact. Mm -hmm. All good things... I don't know the quote, but you know, like it, 
things that are worth it aren't easy. Yes. Courtney. I don't know how you've gotten how you've gotten through all of this. Like I read through everything and people are just brutal. Um, So thank you for sticking to your guns and to your convictions. Um, Even like when you when you know your truth, um, it's a lot easier because, you know, absolutely. There's I know like I know. Yeah. When you have integrity and you know your truth and you know uh, your like you said, your moral compass and where I know where I'm grounded and that's all that matters in the long run. Absolutely. And thank you for, for being strong-willed enough to do that because there are so many people in the movement that were not, did not, were not able to exhibit that kind of strength and, you know, to, to a fault, like, you know, where they were like, okay, I have to take a step back and whatever. And sometimes we, yeah. we have to do that and whatever, but sometimes it, it actually drove, you know, p- people away that were, you yeah. know, an amazing resource or, you know, whatever. So your yeah, perseverance is true. admirable. And also I believe like, you know, being part of this movement, it's it's not easy. I remember even I think it was a BJ that said something like that. I, because like even even when Britney got the freedom and we thought, okay, the drama is gonna stop, there's not gonna be hate anymore. They we're still divided. We still kind of have like the hate group mm-hmm. and then the good people group. Like we have these two <laughs> groups. And yeah. I, I mean that's how I feel. And I it just sucks that instead just you know everyone kind of being focused on something they still have those little dramas here and there yes yes like everyone's like please just appreciate she's just free i'm like yes but no because there's all of this other stuff and where's all of the justice and where Mm -hmm. are the legalities and where are the contracts and how do we move forward like and everyone's like but she's free i'm like who are you talking about exactly courtney and now there's the more thing, and now there's also the other things we have, have to like worry about how it's gonna be Britney's future from now on, and you know, and I mean, so many other people. I mean, Amanda Bynes just got free, the freedom back, right? And maybe Wendy Williams will get soon too. I don't know. I don't know much about Wendy Williams, what's happening, but yeah. I mean, for her, I think it's mostly do. financial. Like, I think that they've like frozen her yeah. finances. Um, yeah, it's. And which is obviously also horrible, but it's when they have like at least Wendy is able to speak out in a way that mm-hmm. Brittany would have been a lot harder for, like Michelle Nichols. It's a lot harder for that sort of thing. So mm-hmm. I and and there are thousands and thousands of people who don't have a name that we know who are also suffering the same abuse. Courtney, um, <laughs> you know the funniest thing. So when I when I remember seeing the documentaries, the lives, and I used to see Megan on the spot and it was like oh my god i don't know if that girl is kind of like a funny girl like i don't know i really thought i had this image that you were kind of like a bitch and then (laughs) when we met in person in la i mean obviously we were already following each other but we got a kind of a sort of connection and i really i really really enjoyed our time together even though it was just like two or three days i can't believe that that's funny a lot of people tell me that they think that like uh yeah, several people told me. So that I wasn't. Like, I was not I the first person. Well, they didn't say bitch. They said they'll say I had no idea that you were a partier. Yeah, I wouldn't say bitch, but I thought you were like a more serious kind of girl. And you know, the first thing you know, <laughs> me and Megan and Claire, we were all drunk. You know, when Brittany got freed, and, and uh, there was rumors. I don't know if I told you this, but there was a rumor that Britney Spears was supposed to show up on the party, <laughs> right? So that was supposed to be just like some sort of 
She was gonna Group do a drive-by. Group of people knowing. A drive-by. Yeah. yeah. So then I don't even remember who told me. I think. I don't remember who told me, but anyways, so we were all just this maybe 20, or it was just five or 10 people, but it turned out to be like 20 or 30 people waiting for Britney outside of the bar. And obviously she didn't come, but at the time we were all like euphoric. Oh my God, what if she just stops by and let's just wave it to us? I have no idea. So then everyone was literally on the street waiting for Britney. This guy comes to Megan <laughs> and the guy says, you guys got to, what did he say to you? He was like, you guys got to get back. Get on the sidewalk. Oh, yeah. And then Megan was like, what the fuck are you? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. It was like, who the fuck are you? And he was like, I'm, like, the, I'm owner. the owner of this bar. <laughs> and then she goes, okay, guys, step back. Because <laughs> I, well, I was like, I was in my like routine of like, you know, directing people to, because yeah. we've been at the rally. So I was like in that mode. So I was like, who's this dude? But yeah, that was know, I, I And somebody know. got it on film. And, um, oh, yes. yeah, like so a, that's great. It would be a viral <laughs> for sure. And another moment that a lot of people didn't know when uh, Brittany, you know, when we got the news that Brittany was free, uh, Matthew Rosengar went to give his, you know, like his statement about the case. And he was like going on and on and on, like for over 20 minutes. And I just remember like Megan was looking at him like so like, like mad, like, hey, Come over. You need to speak on the on the stage. Come over. Come over. And literally, like the security guard was like, "No, no, but he needs to go. He needs to go." So, she, so if it, I honestly feel like if it was not you telling him to go on the stage, he would not go. I probably he would go. Well, so the actual the whole story is that um, somebody like I had emailed Rosengart's people in advance, and I had talked to the security officers. Uh, at Stanley Mosque and told them when he came out to direct him to our stage. Oh, okay. And then the freaking media set up uh, their stupid Microphone. press conference that was like separate from our place. And I, like, somebody told me, I don't even remember who it was, they were like, Rosengard's speaking over there. And I was like, hell no. So I like literally crawled through hundreds of people and then got up right behind him and I was like, I tapped him on the shoulder and I was like, excuse me, sir, would you, yeah, would you mind moving to where all the advocates who've been fighting for years are congregated? And he was like, yeah, I'm happy to. I love that. So it was funny. I, I was just like, because, you know, the, the media yeah. can be such dicks. So I was just like, yes. no, they're not, they're not getting this moment. We're getting this moment. Exactly. <laughs> and we have to thank Megan for that because otherwise I don't think he would go there. So <laughs> thank you, Megan. Thank you. That was a big deal. Courtney. Did you ever had any sort of contact with Britney? Did you ever like talk to her? No, not Britney. No. no. Okay. Like Sam. <laughs> <laughs> I'm trying to extract everything from her. <laughs> I have had sources that have been helpful in, uh, I guess, making sure that we were following the right path. Got it. Courtney. There are some sort of hot topics happening. I want to just touch, touch on definitely the latest was what happened last night. Okay, before we talk about Sam, what happened with? Okay, what are your thoughts about Will Smith last night? I want to hear you guys. You go first. Okay, I think. Okay, I think Rock deserved, but, but I I'm totally against like physical altercations. So I think he deserved it. Not like he probably should just go to the stage and say, fuck you. Like something like that. 
but not like physical, like the getting to physical. So, but I, I get it. I mean, you know, he was defending her, his wife. What uh, do you guys think? I don't know. Clark. I'm like, I'm torn about it. Like, I absolutely think that you should defend your wife. And I think that there's a lot of different ways to look at this. And it depends on who's speaking. You know, people that have autoimmune disorders are going to take this one way. People that have spouses that are sick are going to take this one way. Comedians are going to take this another way. Regular mm -hmm. people are going to, I mean, like everyone's going to have, you know, a kind of a dog in the fight for an opinion. Um, I mean, me personally, like, if it had been me and if my husband didn't say something or whatever, I probably still would have been, you know, I would have been upset. I don't know about, you know, resorting to violence, but really I don't know what other choices you have. And I think that when you're, I understand that like Chris Rocks, he was, you know, saying G.I. Jane, which yes, Dem Demi Moore at that point is, you know, a strong you know, amazing female that's, you know, in this other thing, like when you put that juxtaposition out there, mm -hmm. but like also like it was just so ill, it was so ill placed. And I, I get, I get all of the, all of the things, but also I would have been offended if it were me. Um, I would not want to have wanted somebody to say something like that about me on the Os at the Oscars. Like these things last for a bazillion years, especially now with the way that media yeah. is and social media. Um, so I think that Will Smith had, I, I don't want to say the appropriate emotional response because I don't agree with his actions, but yeah. it's not a stretch. Let's just put it that way. I've always been confused about how comedians get away with so much. Mm. Um, that for my whole adult life, I've been like, I don't understand how as a culture we're saying like, this is not okay, but then a comedian can still do it. So I've never, that's always been something I've struggled with. So when I, I don't think it was appropriate for Chris Rock, but there are lots of things I hear comedians say that I don't think are appropriate. So I don't know, but I also, I think Will exhibited a lot of toxic masculinity and I don't mm. think that's cool either. So I guess yes. at the end of the day, I think both parties are in the wrong. Yes. I think we all kind of like think alike. So Two wrongs don't make a right. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. now the other thing about Oscar. So you guys probably know by now, Sam Ascari was there by himself. Okay. Can we talk about this? Claire yeah. loves, Claire loves Sam. So. Oh, Claire does okay. love Sam. I didn't know I that. hate when no, you say no, that. No, no, she hates him. She hates I, oh, oh. I trust no one in her, like, yeah. I, at this point, the only pe the only person I trust in her life right now that we are all publicly aware of is Vicky T. That's it. That girl seems like a straight shooter. She says what she means. She does what she says. You know, like she backs everything up. She's not part of the yeah. old regime um, as far yeah. as we know. You know, she's the only one that I feel like has got like an absolute clean slate for everything. You know, she's not got a mark against her. Everybody else, you know, yeah, I'm going to be cautious about because they're all interlopers and there's always some sort of weird in or there's always some sort of whatever. But I mean, really, it's not my life. So, who, so who cares? But I trust yeah. no bitch. At this point. <laughs> I agree. It isn't our life and she is free. But she's still been lied to and manipulated and controlled and abused for 14 years. So, like, there's a lot of, like, a lot of people lied to her a lot about a lot of different things. So, I have issues with Sam, too. 
I have issues, and also like I saw someone posted a little interview that he did, that he's casting someone from like um, being the best man or whatever. Is isn't it weird that? And so he's an actor slash personal trainer. And every time when people need to do an interview, they need to talk about Britney. Like, it's not even about him. Right. And I was actually looking at this interview, which I'll post a little bit up here. So you guys, you know, hear what I'm saying. But he looks like so uncomfortable. Like how, I mean, you know what I mean? Like he doesn't even have a career yet. It's all about Britney. Like literally... I remember in the he, beginning when they're dating, he had like 10,000 followers and now he has like millions. And he was only invited to that party because he's Britney Spears' boyfriend. Yep. Like yes. Z-list celebrities, if you yep. can even call him a Z-list celebrity, yes. don't get invited to that event. So and Was the Alton John event? No, no. Yeah. yeah. Right? I think so. Yeah. Because yeah. Wow. I think Britney, she used to go, right? Even I remember she's going like... like it, her she hair was years brunette ago when or something. She had wore the black yeah. dress and she had like the auburn yeah. hair. Yeah, yeah. Courtney. Like this is an example of how much she was lied to. Like she was upset about her dancers never inviting her out. Oh yes, yeah. And her dancers, several of them commented, and Tish commented, like we did invite you out. They wouldn't pass the message on to you. So that right there is an example to me of the fact that Britney still doesn't know the truth about everything. Mm -hmm. So it is okay to still question things that Thanks. are going on, even though she's free. Sorry, I'm a little mad about it. Amen. No, no, no you but should I, be. I mean, you're, it's not like you're not invested, and it's not like you don't do your research, and it's not like you don't formulate right. opinions off the cuff. Yeah. Like, but, you sit on some right. stuff. Yeah. yeah. And, and I agree with you, because especially especially like me knowing kind of some of them in a deeper level very deep and thick level um i would ask i will ask things about britney i mean you know because there was a level of friendship at this point and they could never they could never talk about her mm -hmm. the only thing that i know like when i ask about britney to this dancer that he said, like, you know, the first day of rehearsal, Britney got everyone's cookies, like a, like baskets of cookies, like, welcome to the family, whatever. That's the only thing he shared with me. I I feel like some of these dancers, they are, okay, some somebody's going to cancel me, but some of these dancers, they are nice people. And they I, I can tell you that they probably invited her somehow, but again, she didn't have a phone. She didn't have someone to tell her, let's go to freaking... I don't know, Canyon and just do a hiking. Like, I'm sure they all wanted it to be with her, but again. Who wouldn't want to hang out with Britney Spears? I mean, like. Exactly. Literally. So I yeah. think she was obviously, you know, put in the spot that nobody could, you know, be her friend. And, and think about, we see, like, I remember uh, J-Lo's last concert or tour. She was doing all of this kind of, like, backstage recording, filming, whatever. Yeah. And you can see that she was literally hanging out with the dancers. And Britney used to do that. So Britney used to say, say that all the yeah. dancers becomes her family. Mm -hmm, so yeah. I'm sure for her it wasn't easy not to have that. Because some of yeah. them, they are nice people. Believe me, they are. Some of them. Yeah, I don't think we should be canceling her dancers because Robin Greenhill wasn't allowing them to invite her to do that. And not even that. Like, how, what if they all sign NDAs? They could get their asses, you know, sued. So, yeah. you yeah. know what I mean? And that's, again, it's a part of the people of this movement that they really want to, like, you know, 
uh, what can I say this? Like put the hate on top of, you know, trying to see the good, the good sides, mm-hmm. the good things about things, mm-hmm. you know, in general. Another <laughs> thing that I found interesting that was discovered recently is that there's this woman, it's in the, oh, it's in a documentary that has this doctor in it. Her name's Dr. Judy Ho. And the way that she talks about Brittany is like she's personally treated Brittany, which if that's true, is a huge, huge no-no. I would love your perspective, Lipe, just like as a dentist, like, I don't know, just the way that she- I need to well, watch that, I need to see that. Um, yeah, so the way that she talks about her is so strange. She doesn't, you know how Vivian Thorine, when she's in Framing Britney, she is so mm-hmm. careful to say, this is not about Britney. In a, yes. in a situation like this, this could perhaps- yes. This woman, and it's in this like lower produced documentary from 2019, is just like talking about Britney. Like, well, Britney went through, and it, it's it's insane. It was it kind of was mind blowing to me. But then, so I started doing research on this woman. Her name's Dr. Judy Ho, and she is on The Doctors, and she is in um, like several episodes and webisodes with Sam Asghari. I'm I'm oh. googling it right now. Oh my god! I I never even knew so about this. So I think there's something That's there, shady. and if somebody has time to do some more research, they should look yes. into that woman. Felipe, you just said something about like you know NDAs and having your ass handed to you. That's it is such a fine line about you know having relationships with people. I mean, obviously Sam had some sort of had or had some sort of an NDA. The dancers do, everybody does, Fee does, like yeah. Tish. But also you see that some of those people are figuring out what they're comfortable with sharing and what they're comfortable with risking. You know, like Tish has put everything out on the line because she's like yeah. seeing this as her penance and it's the right thing to do. You know, we still have some people that are straddling, you know, the, the lines and not wanting to really say anything because they're not sure how to handle it. And I mean, of course, like fear is fear is a thing and, you know, mm-hmm. there's always a price. There's always repercussions, and especially when it comes to something like Britney Spears, and it's always about money. We see people like Alex Blasov, who also was incredibly instrumental, like literally hard evidence that went straight to Rosengart that, in my opinion, helped get Jamie removed and ultimately, um, you know, helped free Britney too. He, his whole life has been turned upside down. He still has been unable to find employment. Whistleblowers pay a price. So there is, there is... It, I, it's like, on the one hand, yes, it is the right thing to do to come forward. On the other hand, I understand, especially when you're talking about such a, a team like this who have literally have a dossier on a, a, so a mom control. from Oklahoma. Yeah. You know, like, they're fucking nuts. Gordy! Before we jump into the Give Me More single, the last thing here we have on our agenda is... Um, what's the future for the Free Britney LA? What can we expect? Or if you can say, what's the event coming up? Tell us. I do think it's likely that there will be a rally surrounding Britney's uh, July 27th court date. Um, So so definitely look out for information on that. And then um, I think, you know, we're still kind of trying to figure that out. But uh, I know that we all have passion for justice for Britney. 
And I know that we all have passion for really trying to further um, further dismantle this corrupt system. And which I think a lot of that stems from ableism, which basically just means that we as a society think it's okay to treat disabled people this way and it's okay to treat elderly people this way and it's not. So uh, we have some initiatives we're working on in that regard, I think we'll, you know, but like I said, we're kind of still trying to figure it out. We all really, really, really were in desperate need of a break on November 13th. Um, so we've tried to take mm -hmm. some time um, to decompress. Yeah, I think that's very important. I think all the three of us, especially you, but the three of us being in the movement, we, we sometimes we have to step back and like step back for, for it because it does it's like a, a lot it's a lot i cannot imagine what the group of you all of you you know kevin you leanne jr what have you guys been through like this whole um well, roller coaster ride a lot of people have been through a lot so i mean i just i truly think that uh it, every single person contributed to britney's freedom like i really do think we are that yes. impactful you know and she said it too yes. so it's pretty cool well Britney Spears collapses. Are you ready? That's my prerogative. watch me. So, oh my God, this year was so important. I, I would say important to Britney's life. A lot of things happened this year, but let's talk about Give Me More first. So, it was written by Nate Hills and Carrie Hilson. It was produced by Dunja and Gene Beans. It was recorded, we don't know exactly the dates, but it was bef between August and October in 2006 and released in August 2007. It sold 3.2 million records worldwide. Chart-wise, on the U.S., it was number three at the Hot 100 and number one at the Dance Club chart. So I think that was one of the first number ones since, you know, ever. <laughs> so then it was number one, besides U.S., was only number one in Canada, but she picked a lot of countries, number two and three. So I would say top five in 18 countries. Um, music video. The music video, the iconic music video, to me is iconic. It was filmed on July 19, 2007. And some additional scenes in August 7, which I didn't know that. Um, it was recorded at this warehouse in downtown L.A., directed by Jake Sarfati, if that's how I pronounce his name. Uh, and then it was premiered on iTunes on October 5th, and then TRL on October 8th. Um, do you guys want to talk about the video a little bit? I, I love the video, which was not the original intended video, right? She totally just like was like, I'm just going to dance on a pole, pretty much. Yeah. yeah, so apparently Britney Spears had this like... Um, Apparently, the director has this idea of Britney doing a lot of other things, and she's like, no, I'm not going to do this. It's going to be on my way yeah. now. So that's how we got what we got, because Britney didn't want to put a lot of input, I guess. I mean, there will never be a more legendary phrase to start a song than it's Britney, bitch, obviously. And then... Obviously. <laughs> and it's just iconic, like the the ripped fishnets, and the I just... I, I love the vibe of the whole thing. And it, like aged so well like you can watch the video today and not even mm -hmm. feel like it's as old as it is 
No, I think the same thing about like the aging. And I think that, I think that a lot of her, especially like her hits, they'll never age out. They'll always be flawless. They'll always be iconic straight down to the videos, everything. It's always going to be something that you want to sit down and watch or pay attention to when you're out and you're like, Oh, that video is on like no matter what it is. But I love that it's such a, it's such a departure in her looks that she, you know, went ahead with the black hair and that it wasn't like a full out like dance sequence. You know, she'd kind of gotten away from that in the videos leading up to that, like with my prerogative. I know my prerogative. Um, someday I will understand. Because, you know, living in Brazil, not having the easy way to get the media that you guys always had here. Give Me More was my first word premiere that I actually was able to see it. So, uh, cool. Yeah, and it was also a period of, I mean, I said this many times in the podcast, but Blackout to me was an era that I kind of stopped, like listening to Britney, like searching for news, because I was really sad seeing what she was going through and all of that before even the 2008. But that year was, I don't know, I think to me it was a bad year for me personally. And also I didn't want to see any of Britney. So when I saw the video at the time, I, I was kind of sad when I saw it. But now I see it in a different way. And then I remember a lot of the, the critics were saying that she was fat, which, oh my God, I literally saw it today. Like she was not fat at all. No. Like she just had two babies. Come on. Like what are you talking yeah. about? You yeah. Know? Um, ridiculous. Ridiculous. Um, but we also c- cannot forget that we have a second video. It's alternative version. It was leaked in, in July 2011. And I live for it. We have also the third version, which we, sh- we see some of her, like, I think, boob scene going on. Like, we actually could see her boobs, which, have you seen that version? I'm not sure not? I've seen that version. Yeah, you can literally see her nipples and everything. Huh. With the, the tattoo nipples? They're mm-hmm. like, yeah. Courtney! This, this period of, of, like, this happening with, like, blackout is, I was a public school teacher I taught seniors. I was in a completely urban setting, and they listened to what I wanted to listen to because I was like, y'all are going to be attuned to stuff. So they did. They listened to Britney Spears. They listened to a lot of John Mayer at that point. Like, I was like, you guys need to appreciate some stuff. But when Blackout <laughs> came out, they were like, they, you know, they take the CD because we'd listen to it, like, on a TV or whatever, and they were like, miss. Oh, what's going on with her lately? And everybody would bring me articles and things that they found in the library of, you know, all of her, like, meltdown or things like that. But I remember them looking at the names of the songs, and they're like, Get Naked, I Got a Plan. Can you, we, can we please listen to that one? <laughs> they needed to know all about it, but they all were, like, you know, super enamored by the whole thing. Like once they got a really good listen to it, because we'd listen to it while we did notes or whatever. I mean, it, it was amazing. captivating. Yeah, it was just yeah. insane. And like they were like, "But Miss, she's going crazy." And I was like, "I was like, you guys, she's the most photographed person in the world. What would you do?" I'm like, "Y'all can't even deal with you know somebody looking at you the wrong way." And like, yeah. what, what do you think she's yeah. going through? And they were like, "Oh." So, I mean, it was, it was a, an enlightenment of, you know, 17 and 18-year-olds that had grown up with Britney and were watching this transition, but they also knew that they had a teacher that was in love with everything Britney and that I defended her, like, it, yeah. until my, my own death. I was like, forget it. I'm like, this is what we're listening to. We're going to defend Britney. We love her. You'll never know her story. Be kind to people, <laughs> you know. <laughs> I love that. 
Party. Like when Brittany started having some trouble or just like going through a challenging time, I was also going through a challenging time and I thought that I was alone because I just didn't really have a lot of people around me. And so um, I like related to her a lot and mm-hmm. um, like kind of rebelled around the same time she rebelled. And so for me, Blackout, Peace of Me in particular, but all of them, uh, the whole album is genius. And I'm so glad that, you know, more recently it has gotten more of the accolades that I think it always deserved. But um, I guess it felt really empowering to me. Like she was taking control back and doing things on her terms. And so um, I loved it. And um, I hope, you know, if she chooses to make more music that, we get to see some of the stuff that she would have wanted to made all these years, you know. Cardi. Um, so moving to the next topic is about the live performances, and obviously we're gonna start talking about the VMA, which had happened at Palm's uh, Casino in Las Vegas, September 9, two thousand and seven, and you know we all know we're supposed to have a magical act to it with Chris Angel and. Unfortunately, did not follow through. Apparently, the people from actually... So this, I, I learned it today. So apparently, the people from VMA didn't really approve the performance because they thought it was going to be too much or the cost. I don't know exactly. I couldn't really find it. But it was apparently the VMA people that canceled Britney last minute. So think about it. You had the whole thing. I mean, apparently. So you had this whole thing planned, and then last minute, you know, it changed. Um, but also, suspicious. we got one of... Th- yeah, suspicious, yes. <laughs> And also we got, you know, the iconic verse of Elvis Presley's song, Trouble, right? And the beginning of the performance, which is iconic. It's Britney, bitch. I I just remember again, don't cancel me, but when I saw for the first time, I was really sad. I was going through my own personal shit and I hated it. I fucking hated it at that time. And I remember the the biggest Brazilian website, fan website, which I know him personally too. He literally said all these really bad things about Britney. And he was like one of the biggest, biggest fans in Brazil. I was like, I'm ashamed of you. Like, what did you do? It was all these like, really bad like critics and that make me feel even worse about it but then now i i really think it's fucking iconic and i don't think she was fat i think it was just an iconic uh, performance um what do you guys think oh back in the day when you guys saw it from now what's the difference i definitely remember feeling like upset about all the backlash in the moment, mm-hmm. I don't remember really what I felt. I remember watching it live, but I don't remember really, like, yeah, I knew it wasn't, like, her best performance, I think, but I thought the backlash was pretty severe. And then now, I love it. I mean, I think we all have a lot different perspective of things, but, um, and then, you know, not too long ago, we saw that rehearsal footage where she, like, slays it. 
So yes. it's interesting. I, I don't know that we'll ever know the full truth about what happened that night, but maybe in Brittany's book. <laughs> maybe, mm-hmm. yes. How about you, Claire? Um, I remember watching it and being and, and recognizing that she was going to just get bowled over but with whatever because we were used to seeing some crazy dance routine. We're used to seeing, mm-hmm. you know, Brittany with abs. We were not used to seeing, you know, this. With her eye contact. You know, yeah, this. Oh, yeah. Yeah. I don't know. And, and leading up to that, you know, we had the head shaving and all the erratic behavior mm-hmm. and all the bad reporting and whatever and and this is this is supposed to be like the delivery of god knows what um but i remember looking and i remember looking at like whoever they were putting on like the camera and like the looks on their faces you could see that people wanted her to do well but they just didn't know what to make of what was happening and it was seemed very lackluster i'm sure at the time um Mm -hmm. in comparison to what she had typically given so Mm -hmm. i don't know that one was really hard It was hard to, to, it was hard for me to watch, even though like I loved, I loved everything about it and, um, there had been so much hype and I've always read, sorry, don't cancel me for this. I feel like I'm borrowing Felipe's line. I've always read Us Weekly. Always. I've always (laughs) had a subscription, even though it's complete trash. It keeps everybody informed. My 95 year old grandmother reads two, two magazines of Us Weekly a week at my sister's house. It's been like an ongoing thing anyway. (laughs) I digress. Like, she knows who everyone is. But anyway, um, yeah, leading up to it, it, there was the Chris Angel stuff. I loved Chris Angel at the time. Um, He's so cool. Like, I was like, oh, my God, Chris Angel's going to be involved. There's going to be an illusion. Like, there's going to be this amazing thing. And then, you know, the next thing we know, we get her just marching around a stage, and and everyone just looked confused. That was Mm -hmm. hard. So... As Brittany said, you know, sometimes we don't have, you know, sometimes we have good performances, sometimes we have bad performances. So that was probably, you know, not the best performances that she had. Cordy! But what I like about, especially Piece of Me, was that the point is not this. The point is, it's so iconic that I, and I also was able to see overseas, like these huge arenas with full of people saying, who is it? It was, to me, it was one of the most, uh, to me, it's my favorite performance of Give Me More. Cool. It was definitely a piece of me. What's your favorite performance of Give Me More? I'm going to have to go with Peace of Me. Zero questions. Zero questions. I mean, we can't really.
I just noticed the picture of you wearing the free Britney t-shirt. The old oh, school yeah. one is right behind you. Yeah, that's my little free Britney. So well, cute. Pictures of friends and stuff. But now I need to add more to yes. it because um, I want more pictures. But I've got that's so out. cute. I just noticed that. Oh my god. <laughs> um, are you ready to break the motherfucker ice? <laughs> Yes. All right. Ice. Right. So good. Oh, I like this part. So the first question is, what's your favorite Britney album? Blackout. It, uh, that's not a lie. <laughs> I mean, it does fluctuate sometimes, but I just think Blackout is fucking iconic. Courtney. Okay, what is your favorite? favorite single and then what is your favorite music video they're two very different things choose wisely i'm gonna get uh murdered for this one but during peace of me i was there one of the probably three times that well this wasn't a single never mind okay i don't even have to say it um (laughs) uh favorite single uh, I don't know. I feel like it ebbs and flows a lot. I don't know that any of my favorite. It could be an un- unreleased single or single that was not released in America. It's fine. Okay, well, let me tell you my story. Okay, tell your story. And, but people will drag me for it, which is fine. Who cares? Um, <laughs> but uh, is she did this song like three times, I think, on Piece of Me. It was, she had dark hair, so it was probably 2015. Mm-hmm. And it was Alien. Uh-huh. And she sat in a chair on stage and sang live. I mean, there was still a backup track, yeah. but she was, the mic was on. I was right in front of her. And I always liked that song because, um, I don't know. I've, <laughs> I've always, you know, just thought that the stars in the sky make me feel less alone. So it was like. I don't know, being that close, we were, I was at like the very front of the pit pit, mm -hmm. and she was like literally right in front of me and she was singing and I could hear her singing, like not just, like I could just hear her. Mm -hmm. And um, so, yeah, I love that moment, even though people hate that song with a passion. And just so you know, Alien was actually released as a promotional single. So it was a single. Yeah, but it it was just, I think in uh, Asia, somewhere in Asia. Oh, okay. But it was. Mm -hmm. Man, Lipe, I saw your on Alex's stories, like oh. her going through your collection. Holy shit! I have a lot more. I just never really showed to anyone. Courtney, all right. So obviously, you've seen Britney Spears live. I want to know which tour have you seen her, and what's your favorite tour about out? I never saw her live until Circus, um, which was unfortunate. Uh, but I saw Circus twice. Femme Fatale once. Um, what was after that? Piece of Me? Oh, yeah. Piece of Me I saw four times. Um, I feel like I'm missing one. Circus twice. Circus was iconic <laughs> uh, because at the t- I saw her twice. I saw her at Dallas, and then I saw her in Tulsa on the second leg. Mm-hmm. And uh, in Tulsa is one of the times she performed um, Alanis Morissette. Yep. Yes. You gotta know. And that was iconic. And that was also my first time to be on the floor to see her um, 
close. And so that was a really special one. But I also like, I know some people didn't love Piece of Me. I loved Piece of Me. And I also loved, it was like every year I went, I pretty much went Valentine's Day weekend every year. And it was like every year I went, it was better and better and better. Like she was Mm -hmm. fucking on fire at the last two times. You saw the progression. Yeah. And it was just really Mm -hmm. cool to see her get her confidence. And, you know, there are rumors that she was supposed to be getting her freedom at the end of that show and all that stuff and so you did i just felt like you started seeing her kind of come alive again and mm-hmm. then obviously it didn't work like that but she's free now thankfully yes yes um and so what's your favorite tour piece of me oh um circus i oh, i don't know i guess i'd say circus i just rambled i like i like them all Cardi. so may tell us a little bit about your overall opinion relating to free Britney. Um, well, I just wanted to say, because I was kind of negative earlier and there is, you know, there has been a big negative side to this movement, but I want to end with the fact that overall, like the community that we've created and the friends that we have all across the country and the world that we never would have met without this movement. I think that's really special and it's been something that's kind of been a loss for me since, you know, she was freed um, to not be flying to LA like every 45 days, <laughs> things like that. So um, <laughs> I, although I know we'll always be kindred for life, but I just think how cool it is. You hear stories all the time about how much confidence people gained, you know, from coming to a rally or, mm-hmm. Uh, being surrounded by other people who accept them as they are. And so I think it's been a really impactful and beautiful thing. And obviously, like, we freed Britney, too. So uh, at the end of the day, it's all yes. love. Ah, uh, that's so sweet. It's true, I though. That. I say it, and I end up saying it in every every time that we record, is that there's no one in the world like Britney, Britney Spears fans. And you don't – I've never bonded with people so much – before in my Mm -hmm. life and that 90% of my friends are because of Britney Spears because we've done the residency because we've been you know freeing her because we've been advocates you know whatever it is she's been the common thread and um it's pretty it's pretty magical fuck normal we want magic that's right yeah Courtney so the last question before we wrap this up if Britney Spears would be listening to this episode and you had a chance to leave her a personal message, what would you tell her? I think I would say, which I've said this before, that um, it was, you know, it's been an honor in my life to have helped her get her freedom back and that I hope that she spends the rest of her life doing whatever the fuck she wants. And um, I would maybe also say, and I'm really excited to read your book because I really want to know like everything. But <laughs> I don't know. Because <laughs> oh. <laughs> I was, I know some I people that. like want her to do an interview or whatever, but she is so much more comfortable writing than, than doing interviews. And so I want the book. Mm-hmm. I want it. I want everything. I want all the juicy details. Well, really, they're just going to be horrible, but you know what I mean? Anyway, that was like a weird ending yeah. to that. But yes. I just want, answers. I want her to, and I, I want but, her to yeah, know that we support her no matter what she does. Like, you know, is she is she scared to dump Sam Ascari because she thinks we all love him or because 
he uh, has been there for her, but really he's just the only one that was there. So, like, I just want her to know that no matter what decision she makes in life, we will be supportive of her because we don't care about anyone else. Guys, oh, my God. What an amazing episode with Megan we had. Literally, time went by. <laughs> We've been recording this for, like, almost two hours. Just kidding. Being dramatic. But such an easy episode. Thank you so much for accepting this and coming up to our podcast. I'm so thrilled again. So happy that we finally met. Yes. We try to keep things lighthearted. <laughs> hopefully, yes. hopefully it was, it was, you know, not too arduous for you and you were still able to say what you wanted to say. So, <laughs> so make sure everyone, uh, everyone follow all of us on Instagram. Obviously you guys, Know all of us by now, but we're going to post pictures of it so you can follow Megan, me, and Claire, and obviously the podcast. If you listen to this episode, tag us on Instagram, TikTok, whatever. And as I always say at the end of every episode, this is not Claire's, this is not Megan's, this is not my podcast, this is our podcast. So thank you so much for tuning in this week, and we see you guys next week. Thanks, guys. We're glad that you're here. Stay with us, okay? <laughs> Yay! Love you. We love you guys. Bye. Bye. Bye.